Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Pandemic, pivot, self-isolate, restrictions, unprecedented, lockdowns, bubbles, vaccine stocks, new normal, COVID safe, social distancing, community transmission, QR code, wear a mask, stay at home order, vaccine, daily numbers, sheeples, pandemic, blood clots, border closures, Delta strain, variants. Hands up if you've had just about as much as you can handle when it comes to COVID. I guess I'm just feeling a little bit meh right now. I'm actually pretty furious about how things are going. I am feeling like We spoke about lockdown fatigue back in 2020, but now in 2021, we don't just have lockdown fatigue. We have full-blown pandemic fatigue. Talking about a pandemic fatigue, dealing with a pandemic fatigue. So how do we save our mental health, knowing that the situation we thought would be coming to an end by this time this year seems to be doing exactly the opposite? Today, we're talking about how to stay sane when the world keeps trying to send you off the rails and the ways in which we can come out of this in one piece. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. I'm not happy, but I'm not sad. I'm just somewhere in the middle. Doesn't look like things are improving. Numbers seem to kind of keep escalating and we're still stuck inside. The vaccine rollout has just been such a bungle from start to finish. And I'm pretty livid because we can't stay living like this forever. I can't believe we're here. I'm struggling to feel optimistic. I'm too tired to even find the words. I'm not feeling the stress myself about being in lockdown. I'm not so bothered by it. I'm a bit of an introvert anyway. My only anxiety is that my little kids are stuck inside the house and have been for six weeks now. Most of the time I feel okay about working from home and, you know, doing the right thing and keeping everyone safe. But there's little things that life is made up of birthdays and weekends away and little celebrations that have been cancelled and it's those little things that get me down. Fatigue, the weariness from bodily or mental exertion. And boy, haven't we been exerting these past 18 months. Many Australians are now in an almost constant state of fatigue that can manifest itself in a range of ways. Some feel sad and irritable. Others experience symptoms of depression or anxiety. There's physical exhaustion and burnout, difficulties focusing, prioritising, problem-solving or making decisions. 
Some are lacking motivation and things that we used to enjoy aren't cutting it anymore. Our routines are out of whack and sometimes we can't even sleep to pass the time. There's some research being done by the University of California looking into the pandemic's impact on our memory, which is finding even those who have highly superior autobiographical memories are struggling to remember things right now. So if you find yourself trying to reach for that word that's on the tip of your tongue or you can't remember why you came into the room you're currently in, you are not alone. The research is looking into how isolation and a lack of social contact or even just the change of scene and routine that comes from getting up and physically going to work each day is taking its toll on our minds. Instead of talking to potentially dozens of people, we might only speak to one or two a day. And sometimes that's only on a Zoom meeting where the conversation can be all business. The lack of exchanging tales about what we've been up to, repeating those stories to different people, no longer challenging our brains to recall and replay those moments. And let's be honest, when we do get the opportunity, we don't have as many stories to share anyway, with events and holidays continually being cancelled, is all taking its toll. These things aren't just happening to people living in the hardest hit states like Victoria and New South Wales either. Constantly closed borders, separation from loved ones interstate and overseas, social distancing and mask wearing, the perception that some people aren't doing the right thing, they're all impacting the minds and emotions of people across the country. Australia's mental health helplines have reported huge increases in the number of people reaching out to them since COVID arrived last March. In the four weeks to September 2020, Lifeline fielded more than 83,000 calls, a 15.6% increase on the year before. In that same time, the Kids Helpline also took 32,000 calls, a 14.3% increase, and more than 27,500 calls were made to Beyond Blue, up 21.3%. For the first time ever, the antidepressants sold under the name Zoloft entered the top 10 list of Australia's most commonly prescribed drugs. Then 2021 arrived, and we were told this was the year that we would get COVID under control. We would get vaccinated, our ticket to going back to life sort of like it was pre-pandemic. But 2021 didn't get the memo. Now our lives are spending constant conversation about whether you've been vaccinated. Have you got an appointment? Which vaccine did you get? Are you eligible? Why don't we have enough vaccines? Why is it so hard to get one? Why do we keep being told different recommendations? Why is this taking so long? Mixed in with those who are fighting for their right not to get one. While 38-year-old international student Adriana Midori Takar was dying in a Sydney hospital from COVID-19 on the weekend, her boyfriend only able to say goodbye through the window, people marched in the streets just blocks away without masks, holding signs denying the virus that had cruelly taken her life even exists, or that they didn't need to be vaccinated against it. Those who stayed at home as the government had asked, furious that their sacrifice and hard work seemed to be all for nothing, this event possibly spreading the Delta variant even further. 18 months after the pandemic started here, some Aussies are fraying at the edges. So how do we rein it in and keep our minds safe from the pressures of this extended COVID crisis? Associate Professor Vicky Knott is discipline lead for the Australian College of Applied Psychology in Brisbane, whose research focuses on the development of interventions aimed at improving health and mental health outcomes. She's also increasingly looking at pandemic fatigue and anxiety to try and help people come to terms with this new post-COVID reality. Vicky, Australians seem quite divided about a lot of things COVID-related right now. Some want freedom while others go about their day doing the right thing and staying home. 
And that friction's causing some serious frustrations and anger. So how do we not let that just consume us? I think many of us are frustrated and feeling high levels of anger about what's going on at the moment. A lot of that, I think, is linked to the uncertainty that we feel about the future. And we don't cope with uncertainty well. We certainly like to be in control of our lives. And part of that is fueling the debate for those who are breaking the rules. And yet, on the other hand, we really want to be able to make decisions, have a sense of control and autonomy over our lives. Keeping it in check, I think, is difficult. I think that it's very easy to get caught up, particularly reading social media, having debates with friends and loved ones who may have different opinions. So I think it's just about acknowledging that emotion in our body, staying as much as we can in the present moment. When we first started experiencing this pandemic and the lockdowns that are associated with it, we were kind of feeling like there was still light at the end of the tunnel, that vaccines would come and save the day and we would, you know, get back to our new sense of normal. I'm sensing a shift with these recent lockdowns now that people feel like there is no end in sight. What do we do when we feel like we've got nothing to look forward to? The fatigue has certainly set in and we have this sense of a groundhog day. We're feeling like nothing we're doing matters and we're stuck in this kind of never-ending cycle of doing the same thing over and over. And I think we're losing hope for the future and that's not a particularly good place for us to be. So I think the first thing we need to do is acknowledge, yep, you know, it's a very difficult time. It's completely normal for us to be feeling frustrated and stressed and maybe even a bit depressed. And I think being compassionate to ourselves, because after all, we've not lived through a pandemic before. And we often find it difficult to be compassionate to ourselves. We're very good at being compassionate towards others and maybe saying to yourself, what would you say to a friend or a loved one when providing them with support? I think the other thing we can lose track of is that we can really get caught up in our thoughts. And we know that our thoughts can have a significant impact upon our mental health. And Claire, you've probably noticed, you know, those times you get in the car and you're driving to a particular location and then you arrive there having no recollection of the streets that you've driven by or down. And it could have been the most glorious day, you know, blue sky, gentle breeze, the perfect temperature. However, you haven't actually noticed a single thing because you've been stuck in your own head. So it can be helpful to try to catch your thoughts, notice your thoughts and name them. So, for example, um, uh, here's anxiety, or here's my doomsday story, or here's my I shouldn't have to do this homeschooling, I'm not a teacher story. So notice the thought, even look at it curiously for a moment, and then purposefully and explicitly direct your attention to the present moment. Purposely focus in on something you love, perhaps your child, your pet, or even your plant, and spend a few minutes just savouring the moment focusing in on bringing and awakening all of your senses. And, you know, this can really help us get out of our negative automatic thinking that we can engage in. What do people do if they feel that hopelessness and that despair for being separated from loved ones, whether at the moment it could be state borders, but for most people it's international borders? There's a lot of despair there. How do you deal with that separation from loved ones that, We still have no idea when that will end. I think the important thing is to connect with your values and do those things every day. And so what I mean by that is thinking about what really matters to you 
what are your values around social connection? What are your values about work? And every day, you know, making sure that you connect with that value and do something that's important or meaningful to you. So for those people who are, you know, really feeling the separation from their loved ones is maybe painting a picture, getting in contact with them in some way, if it's via Zoom, if that's not possible, writing them an old-fashioned letter, some way to actually connect in some way with those people around them. We were told almost from the very beginning when we had our first lockdowns that it's okay to not be okay, but we've been not okay for quite a long time now. What kind of impact is that going to have on us long term if we've admittedly been not okay for, you know, a year and a half? Well, I think you're quite right. And we do know from research, particularly conducted in the area of workplaces, you know, the concept of burnout. And we know that From a physiological point of view, when we're burnt out over time, our bodies and our immune systems don't function as well as they used to. So I would predict that this exposure to stress and distress over a period of time is going to take its toll and we really need to, I guess, as individuals, really try to make sure that we're getting good sleep, that we're eating well, that we're not blurring the boundaries between work and home which can often happen, you know, when we're in lockdown, we kind of roll out of bed, get straight onto the computer and we could still be there at seven o'clock at night. So we really need to be taking good care of ourselves and being really mindful of the fact that, you know, our bodies are stressed. We're all quite stressed. Even if we're very successful, we don't necessarily experience any psychological disorder of some kind, we still are exposing ourselves to that ongoing stress and worry about our future. And so we do need to take care of ourselves. When it comes to actual lockdowns, there are people who are very happy to stay at home, but there are others who get a real sense of cabin fever. What advice do you have for those who really feel like the walls are closing in when it comes to lockdown? We all know of the classic distinction between introverts and extroverts and many introverts are enjoying working at home and, you know, not having to have that extra stimulation of engaging constantly with colleagues. And for others, they're just really missing that social interaction. So again, I think it's about every day mindfully doing something, even scheduling pleasant activities into your life every day, you know. It could be something as simple as enjoying making your favourite meal or enjoying your favourite coffee or tea and really savouring each and every moment of that. So it's, you know, trying to get out of our heads and again, you know, into the present moment. And, you know, maybe even for someone who's feeling that cabin fever, think about planning something for the future. What is some particular activity that they've always wanted to do but haven't been able to for whatever reason and set about planning for that in the future. You know, research it, plan it, save for it and set some short-term goals in relation to that. What about kids in this situation? We were told at the start of all of this they're very resilient, they're going to be really happy to have spent more time at home with mum and dad, but once it's dragged on for a year and a half, we know that they've missed out on a lot of things, a lot of milestones, especially when it comes to school and sports and things like that. What do we do to make sure that they don't look back on this time and it affect their mental health? I think you're quite right. A lot of our young Australians have missed out on such important events, you know, like the Year 12 form or important birthdays, 18th, 21st and so on. And some people have missed out on their weddings. 
And from a child's perspective, I mean, it's hard for them to even understand what is going on and why they can't just be living their normal life. Thinking about for the future of those children, I mean, I do think that we are going to come out of this and have a sense of um, meaning, you know, creating a sense of meaning and, you know, why has this happened and how can we build some kind of sense of meaning for the future? It's going to be hard for parents to communicate that with their children. I guess it's, again, coming back to, okay, you know, this is a really bad situation we're in. Let's make the most of it. Let's create some memories in lockdown. Let's, you know, really be engaged with our children and really try to, you know, appreciate this time that we're going to have together because we're probably not going to have it in the future. Well, let's hope it's not going to continue. So, yeah, making some lockdown or pandemic memories that perhaps can shape a different meaning than perhaps we're all experiencing at the moment. Vicky, if you could give people experiencing COVID in general, but also lockdown burnout right now, what are the biggest tips you can give to people to help cope? Take control of your work and your life balance. If you're working from home, don't stretch those hours out, sitting at the computer for hours upon end. Schedule pleasant activities into your day. You know, what is it that you most like? Make sure that you even, you know, schedule it into your diary. Think about what your values are in your life and make sure that you enact upon those values and do an activity that resonates with that value every day. Do something different, plan towards the future, engaging in something that might be quite exciting. Connect with others where you can. Reach out to others who might also be struggling. While the pandemic has led to many of us feeling lonely, there is some solace in the fact that you aren't actually alone. Despite the battle lines being drawn over freedoms, we are all in this together, whether we like it or not. And luckily for us, we have some incredible mental health support services at our fingertips. We'll pop the links to Lifeline 13 11 14, Kids Helpline 1800 55 1800 and Beyond Blue 1300 224 636 in our show notes. But if you're not the chat on the phone type of person, did you know you can actually text Lifeline any time of the day or night and someone will text you back? You send your message to 0477 13 11 14. Answer a couple of questions. You can have a text chat with someone rather than taking the lunge straight to the call. An even easier way to make sure you're talking to someone when you need it the most. That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, audio production by Ian Camilleri. And if there's a news story that you would like us to look into for you, it's really easy to get in touch. You can send us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au, or you can also find us in places like Facebook, on Instagram, or on Twitter. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.